0: You know who doesn't like surprises? Who? Josh.
1: Oh, why?
0: Oh, he likes plant. <laughs> <laughs> right away. Right away, the water bottle farts. <laughs> it's such a fun sound. It's real terrible. But I'm still thirsty. Mine does the same thing. It's like when, it, when the water doesn't get past that, when it's up at the top.
1: Yeah, it's when, when it's yeah, really full. Yeah, right,
0: when you fill it right away. It, yeah, mine does the same thing. Good job, Britta. <laughs> um, yeah, Josh doesn't like surprises. Why? He's a planner. He likes to have, he likes to. I like planning, no, thi- you know. Too, but. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I think he says that, but then doesn't really mean it. Like, I had a, we did a surprise birthday party for him. I don't even remember what birthday it was. It was a long time ago. I mean, it was probably his 32nd birth? I don't know. It was many years ago. Mm-hmm. It was at our apartment. On Winchester So that would have been at least That would have been like 10 years ago And I got His parents Like flew in And mm-hmm. he didn't know about it And then he came home from work And like 20 people were just in our backyard And he had no idea And he, re, he was not unhappy But He says that he, he claims to not like surprises
1: Maybe Maybe he doesn't like bad surprises
0: but doesn't supr- doesn't saying surprise denote, doesn't that denote good thing? No, maybe not. Um, I don't know. I feel like I need to turn the gain down on this. It's like real, it's like blasting off. Did Dee fuck it up? <laughs> <laughs> Dee
1: basically knocked everything over mm-hmm. like five minutes ago, Poor D. including Emily's tea.
0: Which is unusual for her. She doesn't. She's not normally a destructive dog. She's just being, she was real excited to see Michelle. Mm -hmm. I guess it has been a while since you've been here and seen her, right? So she was probably like,
1: oh my God, you're not dead. And then she can't have the donuts because they're chocolate. Nope. So it's it's been a rough morning for her. It's been a rough morning for for Corgis,
0: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Porgies have rough lives too, you guys. You just don't understand their plight.
1: I get to hang out with a different corgi tomorrow what? night. Yeah, who's corgi? Um, Anna, uh, who used to work at Modco, or sometimes still does work at Modco. What is her corgi's name? Bay. So it's her boyfriend's corgi, but they live together.
0: Uh, Fry, and he's oh, a red and white. Wait, is his name Fry like based on Futurama? I have no idea. That will make me. I'm gonna just. Project. I don't know. I'm gonna go with that because I, that's amazing. I haven't thought about it. Will you ask them? Yeah. Will you find out for me? Um,
1: but I actually love her dog is like some sort of mix and she's um, like super socially awkward. Um, I I always refer to her as being my spirit animal. This What's dog, her dog's name? Vivi. Michelle. Um, I love her. Oh, I and she thinking. won't like even hang out with me because she's just, she's afraid of everyone and like. <laughs> she's like, fuck off. But I love her. Aww. I love her. Phoebe.
0: That's fun. It's always fun to go to go hang out with other people's dogs. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'll come over if you have dogs. But right? if you don't, Otherwise, fuck you. What, what mm-hmm. else do you have to offer me? Mm-hmm. These donuts are really good. Yeah. I mean, I did just talk about how my first attempt was terrible. Was not great. So, second attempt, much better.
0: I mean, it's kind of funny because they're literally just like, Little cakes it's that just happen cake. to have a hole in the middle yeah. of them. We're eating cake. I'm totally fine with it. Sure. And rainbow sprinkles. Um. So, the first nice. thing... I actually made notes for today, but not because I'm prepared to talk about a topic. But it was Josh that... I guess it was yesterday. Reminded me that, like... Our one year anniversary is coming up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's true. We, and I, I, I immediately was like, oh, yeah, didn't we? When was the first episode? Yeah, like in August. It? And he's like, no, I think it was July. Really? So he looks it up, and the first episode was July 24th. Or no, July 20 something, July 22nd or something like that. So it was like the third. I thought it was August of, too. Right? I always mm-hmm. just kind of remembered it being August. But the first episode pub- posted. I think it was July 22nd. And so I said, okay, well, then we need to figure out what the closest Tuesday to that date is. And that needs to be like a special episode for our one-year anniversary, right? Mm -hmm. And then because I don't think about things correctly, I thought, well, what should that be? Like, it should be like we go somewhere or we have a special guest or something like that. And Josh was like, well, yeah, it should be like another Party like it should be another oh like a live recording okay. like we did at Amber's studio. I was thinking we're due for a meetup, right? Okay, so I feel like we should do I, that. I need more water. We need to figure out where. <laughs> mm. We need to figure out the noise. The noise is, the noise so is so over. Minimal I think so. Now. I think so. We should figure out where we can do it. Mm-hmm. So heads up to everybody: if you have a space that's you know reasonably quiet. And can hold, I don't know, 20 or 30 people? Sure. Something like that? Yeah. Um, that we can crash at your place and, like, not sleep there. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we do a sleepover episode. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I would assume, like, 20 or 30 people would come. We yeah. could limit the number of people that can come and do, yeah. you know, RSVP style. But yeah, we could set it up where there's more of a conversation with the group. Yes. And we can figure out a miking a mic situation where we have a third mic that can be handed around. Yeah. Which will be amazing.
1: Like on a talk show. Like we're
0: like it's fucking Oprah. Yeah. Done. We'll have a couch that we can sit on. I need a couch. If you have a couch at the space you're letting us use, that's a bonus. Um, I can also figure out how to bring a Couch. <laughs> <laughs> just towed it. We just cart a couch around. It'd probably be a futon. Um, But I think if we record, we'd have to record it like, you know, at some point the week before or two weeks. I mean, it could be earlier than that. It could be two weeks before. It could be whenever. Just would need to be before. Mm-hmm. I figured out the closest Tuesday is July 24th. So we'd have to post on July 24th. So record any time before that point. Um, that but works. then I was thinking that that should also be, like, the season finale. Okay. That episode. Sure, yeah. So that would be the end of season two. And then season three, potentially, would start later. So we'd take a break. We would have, like, a three- or four-week break. And the point
1: of the seasons is taking breaks in between. The point of the season
0: is, one, to take breaks. Mm -hmm. Two, if we want to, like, drastically change something. Okay. Right? Like, if we wanted to, like format it differently or like make the entire season three, like only interviews mm-hmm. or only we're eating pie the whole time, or we're only drunk or we're only. I've, <laughs> I got another request for, for more the drinking, episode. but I feel like it could be, I keep thinking about comedians and cars having coffee, mm-hmm. which have you watched that? Yeah. Um. If people listening, if you haven't watched comedians and cars having coffee, it's Jerry Seinfeld literally getting into a fancy car and driving around with a celebrity and then having coffee with them. Mm -hmm. And it's the best show ever. That's really, Um, really good. But I kind of, I would love to do something like that where not neither coffee nor driving, but picking a person each week that we just like have a super chill, fun, real life conversation with and probably go to their space Or invite them to meet us somewhere. Mm. I don't know. Or they can come to my house. My house is kind of in a weird place, but like we can kind of go anywhere. We have the ability to do that. But we, I worry we're not organized enough. Right. That's exactly what I'm. To pull that off. Oh no, I was thinking that we it would be good for us to give ourselves some parameters. Yeah. Because if we're just like continuing to just be like. Here's us. We're just talking. No, I know. It might get. It's probably gonna get boring for us, and it's probably gonna get boring for listeners. I assume it has gotten (laughs)
1: boring for (laughs) listeners. I mean, I know
0: people do seem to like us just talking. Mm -hmm. That that's kind of part of it. They don't. I certainly don't think we need to be like. So structured that we're like, hello, welcome to... Oh, by the way, this is Pancake Town, the podcast, Fuck. and I'm Emily, and that's Michelle, and we forgot to introduce ourselves, and who cares? Now, back yeah. to business. Right. Um, <laughs> I feel like if we had some structure to it, but still we're just like talking the way we talk, yeah. then it, that won't change. But I think it would be nice if there was slight, slightly more focus to each episode. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'd love it. Because sometimes Can we do... Can someone do that
1: for us?
0: Do we need an assistant? we do. do let's get an intern I want I want an intern <laughs> for the podcast let's get an intern and so we don't pay them
1: mm-hmm. they
0: get baked goods when they come and they have to know basic knowledge of sound equipment mm-hmm. um and they have to come up with all the ideas for what we talk about <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> done Who, please apply at pancake town podcast at com. <laughs>
1: We should actually make the intern pay us. Ooh. <laughs> so sounds, there's a fee for like the internship. Sh- that sounds like a shit deal mm-hmm.
0: for them. <laughs> it's um, sweet for us.
1: Well, <clears throat> I was debating on whether or not to bring this up. Um, bring maybe up. I won't say whose email up. it is, but it's a, um, like a professional, uh, maker email list thing that I've been on for a long time yeah. that I've never really done anything with, but I read them, whatever. Yeah. Um, so this girl, um, sent out an email recently saying that she's, uh, developed a website for, um, people to join and, uh, ask questions about business stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and she'll, You know, log on and answer your tough business questions, and you can talk to each other and shit. It is $60 a month. Oh, fuck. Which she is calling cheap because her rate for one on one is like $450 an hour.
0: Who is this person? You're not going to say. You'll tell me afterwards. Yeah,
1: I don't know if I, like, I'd I'd never have thought. Like, she's a person that I should trash talk. You know, she was always just fine, whatever. And all of a sudden, this email comes out, and I'm like, oh, she's lost her mind.
0: Because a million people
1: have little Facebook groups just like ours. Yeah. In which people are helping each other out for free. And plenty of us are professional enough to provide the same sort of feedback as she
0: is. That's an insane amount of money. Yeah. To. No, i want to pull it up it's really interesting because i think that there is like so i've recently i've had several people approach me about like consultation Mm -hmm. like hiring me like for various things like things like come to my storefront and like tell me how to make it look better or like I run an event. I'd love to pick your brain. Like, it's kind of like the one step further from like, Hey, let's just go have coffee and I'll ask you a bunch of questions. It's actually like kind of a more respectful way. Like it's more respectful of my time Mm. in reality to be like, Hey, I'd like to hire you Mm. and pay you to like come and give me legit advice and have it be structured and focused and not just like, Oh, we're going to have coffee and you're going to answer questions because you're nice.
1: I don't mind doing that. And
0: no, I don't mind doing yeah. it either. But it's got, it does get me thinking about like, oh, could that be part of my business is like having some sort of consultant services. For a show of hands. For like, yeah, for like yeah. small businesses, like, ha- and have it be really focused. Have mm-hmm. it be like, I focus especially on makers and kind of how to market yourself and how to grow your business and like how to navigate events and stores and all that kind of stuff. And then also like retail, like kind of a design from a design aspect of like, Hey, maybe I give you advice about like refreshing your branding or like having Mm. new packaging or like doing vinyl signage on your storefront or whatever it is. But then I start to think about, it's one of those industries now where like people charge Anything from like nothing to insane amounts of money. And there's no, there's no like industry standard that's like, oh, this is an appropriate amount of money to pay. And so then it gets weird because then it's like sometimes you'll find like I hired Emily, Christine right, right, from right. Clementine. Like, I hired her to do a business consultation, like, where we just Skyped, and she basically looked over my wholesale line and my product line and, and like, asked me a bunch of really specific questions, and then gave me kind of, like, like homework assignments, and then we had this Skype conversation, and it was literally just, like, talking to someone that that is another brain and has the same has a level of expertise that can help you. And I didn't feel like, Oh, she knows so much more than me. I felt more like this is a person who's an outside person Mm -hmm. that doesn't know me. They're not my friend. They're not going to tell me shit that I don't need to hear. They're going to be brutally honest. She's going to give me a viewpoint that I've not heard before. And she's going to make me look at my own business in a different way. And it was super valuable But it was like $200. Okay. And and it was like a one-time thing. For how long did you get in total? There was a Skype conversation Mm -hmm. that was like an hour and a half. Like a 90-minute Skype conversation. Yeah. Which was preceded by her sending me this like 15-question questionnaire Mm -hmm. that was... I mean, the questionnaire alone was worth all of it. Because it was literally like... It wasn't stupid shit. It wasn't like... Who's your target customer? I mean, some of it was like that. So she spent time reading your responses too. So then it was basically like, A, I got to think through all of these things, which is really helpful because even though you think you think about things like that all the time because you do, it's different when someone's like, no, really, what's your answer to this question? And then you're like, oh shit, I like... I need to write this down like when you and when you do write something down instead of just being like well yeah Mm -hmm. I think about my target customer all the time oh yeah like we've discussed this I don't know but when you write it down and when and when you kind of have it's also the accountability factor of like I'm going to have a conversation with this woman after I fill this out and we're going to discuss what I meant by this and this and this and why I feel that way and then she's going to give me feedback so it was like a the process of answering those questions was really helpful to just like pause and think like okay just because 10 years ago I knew what my business was doesn't mean I know what it is now and like it's really interesting to think about and then she also was coming from a place of expertise where like she's run a retail store she has had a product line she buys from other makers she's worked with customers and retailers and wholesalers and so Mm -hmm. like just knowing that she isn't just some random person who's like I like small business. Like, no, that's not enough. Sorry. Like you got, like, where's the proof? Like I need to see a resume basically. Right. And so knowing what I know about her, I was like, this is a person whose opinion I'm going to want. And even if she tells me stuff that I don't agree with or that I don't necessarily want to hear it, that will still be helpful. Mm -hmm. Like it'll still make me think like, oh, that's interesting. I actually don't want to do that. That's interesting for me to know that I don't want to do that. Now I'm going to move this other direction. Mm -hmm. So, and then once I answered those questions, I sent them back to her. She basically wrote up notes based on my answers. And she also looked at my whole product line. Like she, she wanted links to my website. She wanted to see like she, to the point where when we had our conversation, she was like, I see on your website that this is very focused. And like, you're really pointing out that you do these things, but this is kind of neglected. And you're just like, Oh my God, no, like, Your friend's not going to tell you that your website is lacking. Maybe they don't even know that it's lacking. They think it's cute and great and looks good and there's cute cards on it. But, like, this is a person who's looked at hundreds of websites from the viewpoint of a shop owner and from the viewpoint of someone who has her own website. And she was like, yeah, these are the holes that I see. Like, these are the things that I see as, like, you could be taking better advantage of your online shop, or you could have more tags for this area, or it seems like you're not focused on your process or your bio is not long enough or, you know, like stuff like that. And it just made me make notes about like, Oh, that's really interesting. Is she
1: still doing this? Do you I know? think so. I think so. I feel like that's a significant amount of stuff you get for 200 bucks. Right.
0: And I think the, I think the rate that I did get, was a like special like mm. she put out a thing where she's like I have five spots open next month and I'm giving everybody, you know Oh, so maybe it's more than ten percent off. Okay. But I don't it wouldn't be considerably more than that. It might be two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, okay. Um, but, but this four fifty an hour is ridiculous. The four fifty right? an hour is ridiculous and the sixty dollars a month is
1: so crazy. The subject was so God damn it. It's the um, thing she designed is called "Artists and Profit Makers." Oh, so the subject was "Artists and Profit Makers" is a steal.
0: Those are two different things. Those are two contradictory, <laughs> um, things to be right. <laughs> profit makers. <laughs> I like uh, that. She's. I think her point is that um, they should be called. Her package should be called. Me, money, me, money, me now. Give me money, <laughs> me, money.
1: <laughs> um, like, that some people aren't in it for um to, like, earn a living, you know, yeah. to, like, make it a real business. Yeah. And this is for people who are in it for business.
0: I want the cash.
1: Give me yeah. the cash. Like, she obviously, it, so she's actually, she's a jewelry designer. Yeah. And has been for a long time. But then like several years ago. She also started painting. Which don't get me started on.
0: Because. Because <laughs> <laughs> you hate painters. We know that.
1: I, They they were just. Right. I It makes me feel so hypocritical. Yeah. You know. Because I'm not a trained. Metalsmith. Yeah. And I feel like how uh, I'm not a some designer. other metalsmiths must look at my jewelry is how me as someone who went to school for painting looks at her paintings. Oh, like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, no. Stop it. <laughs> don't Stop it. Don't do that anymore. That's not, oh my God, pre-made canvases and you're selling them. Jesus Christ. Like, it just hurt. <laughs> it hurt. Um... Uh. Anyhow, um, well, let's see. Tell That's us how, how she you really says. feel. Uh, I loved this part. Truthfully, with the amount you could get from this, I'm pretty crazy to only charge 59 a
0: month. Okay, let's stop right there. Anytime. This is a lesson. Truthfully. This yeah. is a lesson for all business owners. The minute you, even for a second, explain why your oh. price is so good. It's like when, it's like when insecure people are like, no, 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 I look great. Look at how great I look. Yeah. I'm, this outfit is slamming.
1: Guess what? I don't think the kids are still saying Shut the that. fuck
0: up. Hey, whatever. I was, I was in high school in the nineties. This outfit is slamming. Like you're trying too hard. You're, it's the dude that you don't want to date. That's like. I'm a catch. Yeah. You would be lucky to date me. Yeah. It's you would be lucky to date me. Oh my God. Shut the fuck up and have confidence in your work. And guess what? The minute you, it doesn't matter what that last price was. The minute you say $59, it doesn't, that could be $9. It could be $150. It still makes you sound like you secretly know that you're charging too much and you need to say it out loud to convince everyone that it's a steal. Trust it's me. It's going
1: up to 79 a month after the special introductory period. $80 a month to basically be in a Facebook group.
0: Is that all you get? I mean, what do you do you get specific one-on-one attention? Um, the other thing is is like
1: monthly trainings i don't know what that is if you let's play devil's advocate it's a place where you can come ask questions and get specific feedback on your business directly from me i read that and i'm like that's like our facebook group or all the other ones In fact, our, I like ours better because of the casual nature of it. Right. Like, you can be super professional, but you can also just you also, let off. Also, like the, some, sa- the
0: very same person yeah. can give advice that's really important and useful and then turn around and write their own post about how they don't know something. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. Like that wouldn't be okay because, like... And it makes you feel, you put more trust in that person where it's like, we're all in this together, not I'm smarter than you and I know more.
1: Yeah, and we're pooling our knowledge, right. not just
0: getting how from I don't from know one as person. much about one thing as somebody else does. Yeah. And it's also helpful when, like, if a jewelry person posts something, they can get solid advice from another jewelry person, mm. but also can get a different perspective from somebody that makes soap.
1: I just... Seriously, I had a one-on-one phone call with my accountant a while ago, and I think it was $175 for uh, 45 minutes or something like that. $200 for 45 minutes? And that's, a, and that's about minutes? your that finances. That is less
0: <laughs> that's than, less than this. that. Yeah. Well, so here's the, here's the issue, though. With this and with all things like this, The to play devil's advocate... You would. You can say. If people are paying that, like if she, right, like if if people are paying her sixty dollars, like yes, maybe in your opinion they're getting duped, and in my opinion they're getting duped. Mm -hmm. And there, there will for sure be some people who pay for it and then feel like they got duped and stop paying for it. But the fact is, is like. It's as with everything else. It's the same as when we go to a craft fair. (laughs) It's the same as when we go to a craft fair and we see other makers. And I mean, this doesn't happen too often, but like you might see another jewelry vendor and like, you know, because of your expertise, you know what went into that. You can see how it's made or what materials it's made out of. And you're like, that should not cost that much but the customers if the customers are buying into it for whatever reason yeah. then that person's going to still chart like they're being validated by people paying that much money yeah. and that happens all the time like there's garbage everywhere there's fucking shit from that's made in factories in china that's low quality that costs hundreds of dollars and people are like well i want this and oh, this is I've what like you know story about and the marketing that. tricked me into buying it i
1: saved this from our conversation earlier, yeah. Um, so when Etsy Wholesale announced um, that they were closing, yeah. I um, heard it from someone else's Instagram. I hadn't actually seen that Etsy yeah, video yet. The video. So I just googled Etsy Wholesale because I wanted to see what came up from that instead of Etsy Wholesale closing or whatever. Right. And um, one of the art- articles on the first page the title was something about like how how to make a million dollars on Etsy by um treating um, it like eBay.
0: So I ew. I'm like, what
1: is this?
0: <laughs> um and first step one, pronounce it Etsy. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh apparently there are tons of stores that are doing this and I'm not surprised at all, but they're basically buying um massive amounts of shit from alibaba the website yeah and then reselling it on etsy for a huge
0: profit individually totally
1: um and uh this article was about is worried about
0: they don't give a shit but then they're all shocked that no one signed up for etsy wholesale and now it's closed right Good job, guys. So this
1: one store—it was mostly about this one store—and the first article linked to another article about this one store. So I've read a whole bunch about it, and it's funny because maybe eight, ten years ago, I bought something from this store when she was much, much smaller. Oh, and I think not doing
0: that. Oh, Um, and then she was like, "I like money." Yeah, here we go. Um. So <laughs> we're what, all doing it wrong. That's the that's the moral of the story. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she sells like um, like knit things that aren't being knit by her people, and yeah. so thing. so they'll buy like tons of like accessories, stuff like that, and then they'll get them and they'll alter them just a tiny bit, <sighs> like sew some buttons on them.
0: It's like that jewelry vendor that's always at Renegade.
1: I don't know if they still do that. If they're still in existence, oh good! I hope they're not.
0: Probably fuck not. Fuck those people. Um, I may, that was the. They were like my target. No, I know. I remember my hate those... was directed at them. I remember every one holiday renegade. renegade when you came around
1: and you were know, livid so about so them. They were in the pissed. same room as me.
0: I'm like, get them the fuck out <laughs> of here! You're
1: like, I've sent renegade multiple emails. I about have. Them. I've I'm sent like, that. Oh my god! I Emily's intense sent, because,
0: <laughs> well, the what, the first time I sent an email was. After a spring show, or a summer show, the September show, they were like three or four booths down from me, and literally during setup, oh, I know what the name of it. Should I say the name of it? Should I say the name of it? Wait, I don't know. Will we get in trouble, or do we not care? Because fuck them. Should we Google it first and see if they still exist? Yes, Google it first. Whisper it.
1: (laughs) Right. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> we both covered our mics. I did. We should I have bleeped it. I should have said it and then we should have bleeped <gasps> oh, it. Damn it. Wait. Um, anyway, the reason wha- the first time well, I, I sent Renegade an website. email was because they were a couple booths down from me and during mm, setup. Yeah, they still have a website. Fuck them so hard. Oh during, everything maybe, everything they is like $10. maybe they got caught. So their, during setup, they literally had 40 cardboard boxes that they were emptying out piled up in the back of their booth that had made in China stamped on every single box and I walked by and they were literally they had a, a jewelry display a necklace display set up on the table and three people were, were individually unpacking these made in China boxes pulling individual chain charm necklaces out of little plastic bags from China and putting them on the rack
1: I saw like them come in one year with put, that straight from the pipe, pipe yep, thing yep. with everything
0: already on it. And everything on it, and it it they up. just set it up. Yeah. And everything, all the necklaces are like $18 yeah. or $22. And you know what? It's the, the stuff is on their, the their website shit? now is the same the stuff. They haven't octopus, changed anything. That goddamn octopus necklace. I can, the one it's with. It's
1: very steampunky. Oh,
0: which. And, the one year, the one, forever. the show that I got in big trouble where they, the people from this company, actually like approached me, <laughs> is. Do you remember when Renegade did that thing that was called Brilliant Octopus? That's the Octopus. <laughs> they did twenty that, bucks. They did that show in like Union Park that was called Brilliant Corners. Do you remember no. that? No. Okay, so it was like a. It was supposed to be. It was such a genius idea, and they just didn't do it right. It was supposed to be this carnival where like. There were fa- like fair rides, like there was a merry-go-round, there was like a swing ship, there were like fair games where you could win prizes, and it was all in this park. And Laura Berger was a vendor. Liz- Lizzie and I, Lizzie from Craft Belly, and I did a had a shared booth, and there were like maybe twenty other Renegade vendors. So Renegade had like a little section of tents. Mm-hmm. It was like five hundred dollars to do this two day. Carnival thing that they'd never done before. This is, what year was this? Must have been 2013, 2012. Are maybe? you sure that's what it was called? Brilliant Corners. Hmm. It was a stupid name. There I was, remember. And it wasn't was so
1: stupid. There was something that Renegade was doing as like a secondary event that they did two of. It's that. But
0: it's that. I thought it was called something else. Maybe I'm making it up, but I think that's what it was called. Everybody, email us. Cause I signed up for the second one and they canceled right. it. Right, they canceled it because the first one was garbage. So basically, we went. No one came. And this company that we're talking about—it was called something else. <laughs> was it? <laughs> I can't. It's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> you'll think of it. Like while, every you'll other. You'll think word. of it while we're talking about it. <laughs> okay. But they were—they were there, which of course pissed me off. I was like, "Fuck!" Of course, these people are there. So they. Bellweather. Weather. Oh, that's different then. Yes, I know what you're talking about. That's yeah. a different thing, though. Okay. Bellwether's right, though. Okay. I don't remember what... I signed what... up for the second one. Oh, and then that can't got canceled. Yeah. Because it didn't do anything. Okay, so this was something this else. This is something different. Okay. This only happened one time, I think. Okay. Um, beca- and it was terrible. Like, oh, none of us... Ma- we all paid $500. Renegade didn't even, like, say, Hey, I know that sucked. Like, they literally said nothing to us. They didn't send out a survey. They didn't give a shit. And none of us made any money, and, except for this, these assholes. Oh. Their, their booth was on the corner, and they had their whole thing set up. And, like, of course, because we were bored, it was, like, me and Laura and Lizzie were just, like, this is fucking boring. I ended up being sick and, like, didn't come back the second day. <laughs> um, but on Saturday, we, like, ran, we, the three of us just, like, abandoned our booths and, r- like, rode fair rides for like part of the day. And then we were just drinking cause we're like, this is fun. I guess we're just hanging out with each other next to our product. This is cool. Um, and at the end of the day on Saturday that this, these people's booth was packed with people, not packed. It had mm-hmm. like five people in it, but they were actually like making sales to the point that they weren't closing and leaving because they were making money. And I had already been talking to Laura and Lizzie about, them and Mm -hmm. the fact that they were there and they had the same made in China boxes like always. And I walked up and there was that necklace that you've seen a million times that is a little envelope. It's like Mm -hmm. a gold Mm -hmm. envelope that opens and there's a a little letter letter in it. Right. So they had a bunch of those. I mean, I know the site that these things. Yes. They come come from from. a jewelry. They're already made. They come from a jewelry site. They're mass produced. Yeah. And so they were hanging on the closest edge of the thing and they were busy. So I was like, I'm going to go like, I'd never, I'd never interacted with any of this jewelry in person. Like I'd never touched it. I'd never seen it up close. So I was like, Oh, this is my chance to like come and, you know, mm-hmm. mess with stuff. So I walk up and I'm looking at this one that has the little envelope mm-hmm. and Lizzie, Lizzie says something like, Oh, that's like, that's the necklace you were talking. Cause we were talking about that one and the octopus. Yeah. one." And I, Showed you know we were all kind of standing around talking about it and I was looking at it and everything and like as we were talking about it I was saying shit out loud about like this is the same necklace that everybody sells is obviously made in China like this is not no one made this Mm -hmm. and then it's also sixteen dollars yeah like if someone made that it would be forty (coughs) eight dollars
1: I mean I think they are having to put a chain on it
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's right a shitty chain So I'm looking at it and out of nowhere, this guy is next to me and he's like, hi, do you need some help? And I was like, nope, we're good. Thank you. And I like, as I put it back and like started to walk away, I was like, that was my fucking opportunity to be like, Oh, like if I, I wish that I had had the balls to be like, Oh my God, do you make all of this? Like I wanted to just play dumb and be like, this is, your work is beautiful. How do you make these? They would have said yes. They would have absolutely said yes. They would have lied to my face and told me that they fucking hand forged it out of something. But Mm. I was, like, I just wanted to start saying, like, have a conversation and see what they actually would say. But it just, it's one of those, it's one of the handful of companies that, like, was literally in Renegade every single time that they did a show. And yet, they are the exact opposite of what Renegade says they support. Like, these people are literally just a wholesale distributor of Mm. garbage from a factory in China. Yeah, it's the exact opposite of everything. Like renegades, like handmade artisan makers. Everybody's making stuff, you know, as an individual. Well, it's there's all like a new now. Garbage. No, it's like, um, <laughs> and they get a discount. Those people get a discount. Yeah, why can't I ever
1: remember anything? bellwether? <laughs> <laughs> The um,
0: bellwether makers? No,
1: when I, I went to look at the application, you had to um select either handmade food vendor or there was something else. I feel like it's...
0: Like reseller or something?
1: Yeah, something like that. Which that's like sustainable, fun. Sustainable, That's, su- that's super fun
0: because that's a way to get around this kind of shit where... There are legit categories that fit into that. Like if you own a retail store, like if milk handmade wanted to have a booth at renegade that allows her to be like, I didn't make any of this, but, uh, and I'm, this is the stuff I sell at my store. So she would fall into that category Mm -hmm. or like a person that's a fair trade, like Katie from my sanctuary shop. She could have a booth because Mm -hmm. she's sourcing from other designers and selling it under the umbrella of her company. So Mm -hmm. that allows her to not be the maker well, but then
1: all, I think, it, yeah, it allows for all the like, fair
0: trade stuff. Right. And then that becomes a gray area where I can slide in under the like, I didn't make this, but neither did anybody else legit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, if they're I mean, I haven't seen them at a show in the last. The last few times, at least that I've been to a renegade, this that vendor has not been there. We need to go to the summer renegade.
1: I think. Oh, together. for sure. My yeah. fault that we didn't do that. Yes, we last for sure year. need to do
0: that. And, um, um, and like, hand out podcast. Things, yeah, right? hand out podcast yeah. things. I think we should. Well, That's I won't. To
1: us, complain about renegade. I won't tell
0: you what I think we should do because I feel like it should be a surprise for people who are listening. Oh, okay. Okay. But I have an idea. Okay.
1: Um are we going to um find an empty um booth space from someone yes. who didn't show up yes. and set up a Renegade tent? Totally.
0: <laughs> Except they then they'll just send you a PayPal invoice. Like that thing that Jean, that whole scenario business name with the uh, what Janine said. Yeah. Cuz I literally there was that the show, I guess it was last summer show, mm-hmm. when Janine had that mm-hmm. booth space next to her that was like, completely empty. Um and I was like I should just show up here like incognito and just like set up a show of hands booth in this empty space. And then Jeanine's like, favor. they'll send you a PayPal account. They'll send you a PayPal yeah. request for $800. <laughs> I feel like, like
1: 20 minutes ago, I interrupted you in the middle of saying something. What was I saying? I don't know.
0: You're reading off your list. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that was 38 minutes ago. Maybe. Where were you? Oh, well, so I was also saying I was trying to figure out how many episodes were in between now and potentially that like season finale episode. Uh-huh. Um, there are six episodes. There's not six. not including the one that we're currently recording. So there's six Tuesdays between now and that July twenty fourth okay. date. So then my other thought was do we do we make sure that those... Oh, and then one of those weeks is July 4th. So we'd probably skip oh, okay. a week. July, July 3rd. Because Emily likes to celebrate the 4th of July real hard. Real hard. Um, well, I was actually thinking that we'd probably post one on July 3rd because we'd record that the week previous. The week before, yeah. And then we wouldn't post one on July 10th because we would skip that week.
1: Well, I should also look at my calendar because
0: I am... Oh, gone you're on the 28th of July. June. Oh, I was gonna say that's my birthday party. You can't be gone on the 28th of July. No, I
1: have that on <laughs> my <laughs> Um June. And family's oh, yeah. birthday is on the 26th of So June. one
0: of the air dates is my birthday. Mm-hmm. June 26th. Um and I'm gonna be 40 bitches. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. Um, I feel like you've been
1: saying you're 40 for so long. I did. You might
0: accidentally say you're 41 41. (laughs) when you turn. Kate, uh, from Sacred Art, and I went. We had drinks the other night, and we were talking about that. Um, and I was like, Yeah, I've just been saying that I'm 40 for like literally, like probably a month after I turned 39, I just started saying I was 40 because I felt like I felt like saying I was 39 felt very like desperate to not be 40 or something. Yeah. Like you're like, no, I'm 39. I'm 39. Like when people say they're 29 and they're 36. Um, and so I was like, I don't really care. And I kind of like, I like the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I like the like importance Mm -hmm. of being 40 of like, I'm tired of bullshit people being like, I mean, for 15 years, people are like, oh, you own this company all by yourself? That's so amazing. Where's your husband? Does he help you? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so I'm always just like, no, when I'm 40, I'll be like, listen, I'm 40, all right? I don't have time for the shit anymore. Whereas if you say I'm 39 and I don't take this shit anymore, it sounds less. Yeah. Like, you, now you're, like right. you're, as, you're not as grumpy. Yeah. I want to be grumpy. I want to be like, I'm fucking 40. Fuck off. Oh, you're 26? Fuck off. Right? Just like yeah. that. To everyone I see. It's my new, it's my new thing. I like <laughs> it. And it makes people, like, it still is, like, a fun thing to, like, mess with people. Because I always get real shocked. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's because I didn't have kids and I don't lay out in the sun. That's why I look like I'm 32 instead of 40. That's true. Um, But, yeah, I've been saying I... I'm 40 for a long time. So there's going to be people who now feel like I've been lying about my age in general. Cause they'll be like, weren't you 40 last year?
1: <laughs> no one remembers anything.
0: That's true. It's no one fine. cares about anything else, yeah. but themselves. Yeah. That is a good thing to know about humans. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought if we, if we actually did kind of figure out, like if there's things, <laughs> we, if there's things we've wanted to do an episode on or people we've wa- like, I know we've, Definitely we, wanted to have Danielle. People. We yeah. definitely want to talk to Danielle from Soap Distillery. Yeah. If we can figure out one of the, you know, like we'll pick, we'll get to see what her schedule is in and see if we can go hang out with her. She's probably going to be So though. Like busy. Yeah. But we can find that out. Kickstarter. Like if we say to words her, out, is yeah. this, is the next six weeks terrible? And then we'll just do, maybe, we maybe she's our first episode for season three. Yeah. Um, And then obviously we want to go to Edgewater candles, new space when that's ready. So that'll probably be season three. Um, But then there's probably some other people that we want or other like types of people. Like -hmm. we've wanted to have an accountant on, we've wanted to have like a lawyer on, we've wanted to have, you know, yeah. but whether or not those are things we can we need to get Hallie on. Oh yeah. We totally need to get Hallie on. Um, I bet she could do, we should email her to see what the next, six weeks or so yeah I Um, mean like
1: there are a lot of people I want to contact but I'm worried about um, making plans that I'm
0: going to like not act on right yeah Yeah. um and then we but then then if we figure out some topics that we want to if anybody's if you're listening and there's like a topic that you're like I wish they would talk about this I wish they would talk like I know a couple people Sophia's one of them Have asked about owning a retail store. Have wanted to ask. I think we would want to have another person. Yeah. Like it's one thing for me to talk about it, but I had a very specific experience with owning a retail store that's not normal.
1: Well, you're Um, also like
0: grumpy, right? I'm also like I kind of hate people, Mm -hmm. Um, and that was part of why I don't have the store anymore. (laughs) Because I was like, I don't want to deal with you assholes. I just feel like you'd be like,
1: (laughs) maybe don't open a store.
0: I it's not the best thing
1: in the whole world.
0: <laughs> I actually don't think I would say that to most people. I think if somebody was like, "Hi, I want to have a product line and start a craft show and um open my store in like a place where like no one walks by and like everyone that lives there is now a millionaire and doesn't give a shit about your store, then yeah, don't open a retail store." But like if you do, I think that there's definitely a lot to be learned from like some of the things the some of the choices that i made and some of the circumstances around i don't know that i would just blatantly be like don't open a store it's terrible
1: i've kind of always felt that if you're going to open a store that needs to be your main it thing it needs to be your
0: yes you running need, a store isn't like a side yeah, note no, uh-uh and that's and that's ultimately what i was treating it like like it, I was, I, from the very beginning was treating it like it was this extension of my business and not my business. And, and but I, it took up all of your time. It did, so absolutely. That- and it's also the fun shit about it is not what you're doing all the time. Like, even though that's appear like appearances wise, that's what it seems like. It seems like I was just like making amazing window displays and like getting to do cute merchandising things Mm -hmm. in my store all day long. But mostly it was like being on the phone, answering emails, dealing with absolute motherfucking crazy people coming into the store. And like, that was 70% of it. Mm -hmm. Like the business business part of it. And then also just Managing the behavior of human beings is, and honestly, like Hallie posted an awesome um, story. Her stories are just the best. like last week. She was like, she's, "Oh the yeah, thing about the that customer,
1: what, her dog being old." She's like, and she's like, sometimes the customers, yeah. She's like, yeah. sometimes
0: customers come in and say, "Your dog is going to die soon." Yeah, and then they come in and say, "I hate the color of everything in here." And then they say, "These candles sure smell awful." And then sometimes too expensive. and then yeah. sometimes that's the same person says all of those things to you. Yeah. And I'm like, and the, and as she was saying it, I simultaneously thought, Oh my God, I've had that exact same experience multiple times. And then I also thought, Oh my God, there are people watching this that are shocked by what she's saying. Because I remember always telling people about like specific customer experiences and the normal people, the good customers would be like, are you serious? Like they would be baffled by the terrible shit that people say to your face. And I would be like, I, I want to record these things. Like there was a point where I was like, I would love to record this shit because no one believes you. Mm -hmm. No one believes until you own a retail store or you work at a retail store, you have no understanding of how awful people are. Like they are so thoughtless and so terrible and so selfish sometimes. And they just... I mean, they tr- they very much enter... A, there's a group of people that will enter a retail store. And they... And it doesn't matter if they know you're the owner or not. They just dump all their shit on you. Like, they will dump everything on you. Like, their insecurities, their bad day, their shit with their home life. Like, they will dump it all... They will take it out on you. Mm-hmm. Because you're just... A slave there to serve them pretty things. Well, I
1: think um, people who haven't had a
0: service based job
1: do that. If you've ever had any, you 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 would never do that. You'd never do it. And that's why
0: it's funny. There's like this very strange separation between. my good customers at the store were like the best people in the world. Mm. Like I knew their name. I knew where they lived. I knew what I, when they would come in, I'd be like, Oh my God, you're going to want to see this. Like we had a strong, positive relationship and you knew that they were telling other people about the store. And then the other people were terrible. So it was like, there was, there was barely any middle ground. It was either like awesome, dedicated, lovely people that made you feel like, you had the best job in the world and then terrible garbage people that you're like, I wish you would have just told me you were going to be like this so that I wouldn't have locked, unlocked the door. Like I wish that I, I wish there was like a little light above you or something that was like, Nope. And I could just be like, cool. I'm not going to waste my energy or time on you. You need to leave. This isn't for you. Cause you're just here to vomit on me. And those, the terrible people never buy anything. See it. Some, Some of these things are like the opposite
1: experience I had working on Southport because the terrible people would did spend. the terrible people were the ones who um, treated me like I was their servant. Yeah, and would you know throw clothes at me, and then they would actually buy it. I'd have to button things up for them. That was not my
0: experience. Then they'd
1: leave like a three hundred dollar shirt on the floor and stuff like that.
0: My experience was very much. And that's a testimony to like the type of people that wouldn't even walk in the door. Like mm. the worst of the worst people w- wouldn't even consider spending a dollar in my store. Right. And those were the people that started moving into that neighborhood. Those were the people that like bulldozed the house next door to our apartment and built a $2 million monstrosity there. And then never came out their front door, never spoke to us, certainly never came into my shop and then proceeded to have, like, 42 Amazon boxes delivered to their front doorstep every day. Why not move to the suburbs? Right, exactly. That's exactly right. Why would you live in an adorable neighborhood where there are adorable local businesses to shop at and then never shop at them? Yeah. That doesn't make any fucking sense. But if my store wasn't there and that was a Jimmy John's, they wouldn't have ever bought that house in the first place. So you're welcome. <clears throat> so it's like the irony of that is, you know... It's a t- retail is is the hardest thing in the world, and the the fact that you have to open yourself up t- to the public is terrible. Like yeah, it's a I'm terrible not, thing. Not not really wanting to. Do and the it people again. that succeed at it are fucking heroes. Like I like the people who can, on a personal level, push through that abuse. Are stronger than I am. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't. Like I can make fun of it, and I can see people outside of themselves and go, "Okay, cool." Like I'm very good one on one with those people. I can talk people down from a ledge. I deal great with clients. I can, you know, but it weighs on me. Like I go home and feel like they've drained me. There's definitely a different type
1: of person that is great with those situations. Right. right. Um, I guess I should have before or after having breakfast with Nicole been like, is this all on the record? <laughs> Can <laughs> I repeat everything that Can I we repeat just everything said? Everything that you're saying. Um, but like she does tons of street festivals yes. and I was talking about how like I, I cannot deal with those um, customers. The, yeah. The drinking event yeah. outdoor nonsense. And, um, like, she does really well yeah. at those sort of events and can handle it. Yeah. So why not do it then, right. you know? Right. Like, besides the fact that it's draining. Yeah. And I think but, that's true. Like, there but are But she certain, can do it.
0: Right. There are certain people that are strong enough within themselves to let that shit slide off their back and not take it on and not... And, like, certainly, like, I know for a fact that, like, Nicole... Gets her feelings hurt And gets sure, pissed at things but Like we all do Because we're yeah. humans And what she's doing Is what she loves And like the minute Somebody's like This is stupid Or this costs too much Like you're not You're not gonna not Take that personally Even when you're In the employee Of a company That hurts Right um, I think
1: general Obnoxiousness She's good with
0: Right I think that
1: there are No one's people, great with rudeness Right
0: I think that there's Yeah, there are definitely like, and I think it's the same for any of the shows, like even a super chill show, like show of hands, there are certain vendors that like, aren't comfortable with interacting with that many people and like standing there all day and like deal and they get, you know, they get real moody and they get real stressed out about stuff. And I'm like, this is what this is. Like, this is kind of what you have to do. And if it's not for you. You either need to find some employees. You pay someone you to need, do it, it for you. Because there are people yeah. who are real good at it. Mm-hmm. And, like, for some businesses, that's, that's a really helpful tool to just, like, hit, shove it over to them, have a really good salesperson that's really good at talking about how great your work is. And then they don't have to be, like, they don't have to have feelings about a customer yeah. being rude or stupid or saying inappropriate things or whatever. They can just be like, that's great. Like, thanks for coming. Thanks for stopping by. Because like your own personal work wasn't just insulted. It's your, it's your job. And you're like, part of my job is dealing with people who say dumb things. Yeah. And that's fine. And I'm able to do that. And I do think that if, if I had stopped doing all other aspects of what I was working on, if I had been realistic about opening the store and saying, this is now my job and I'm not going to do these other things, I w it, I don't think that it would have, I think I would have just like moved into that mindset of like, I'm a shop owner and I work at the store and now I, ha- and I have a manager and I have employ like my money would have gone to those things. Mm-hmm. My money would have gone to like a bigger staff and potentially a store manager that like was actually the one that, you know, opened the doors in the morning and like cleaned up the broken bottles in front of my store door, you know, the store oh, every day. Right. Um, and like people drawing graffiti on my windows and people like literally with their lipstick mouths kissing my windows it happened multiple times. Um, but there's shit like that that you don't, no one tells you that. No one, yeah. no one tells you the disgusting shit that happens. The fact that like literally someone will come and like leave a, like a wet drink, on product and you don't see it and they leave and then you're like cool that just ruined that and now I have to mark that out and still pay the vendor and then throw this person's disgusting garbage in my garbage can Mm -hmm. and they also didn't buy anything great this was a great day (laughs) yeah I'm like
1: going over the list of gross things that happen usually they're uh like holiday related things on Southport, like saint patrick's day yes oh yeah people that's growing up too, in always. our planters ours was always
0: lincoln square festivals and then people mm. somehow would wander down leland and show up at our on our end and be bl- b- fucking out of their minds drunk and want air conditioning <laughs> right and then they would just like hang out. And I was the one thing I was so thankful for. And I'm going to tell everyone this right now: if you ever open a retail store, and you think that it's genius that you're by a bus stop, it's not. Do not ever rent a storefront that's in proximity to a bus stop, ever. Don't ever do it. Well, you weren't like right in front of it. It was right, a, it was but that's just why I'm saying. A, oh, okay. That's why I'm saying mine was just far enough away that that only happened. I mean, it happened. Oh, okay. It happened regularly, but it didn't happen all the time. I always
1: wish that it did let off right before because I hated that I had to go past the store and then walk back.
0: Oh, it drove me nuts. But like people, when it's cold outside, people will, people would, um, when it rained, we had. No, an, they
1: do this. We everywhere. had an overhang, yeah.
0: and people would lean on my front door when it was raining. And they did that at. Oh well at Blick we had
1: a bus stop in front of the store. Yeah. And then um, you know, double open doors and if it rained people would um, stand in front of the two doors yeah. to get into Blick. Just block just block the whole doorway. And Absolutely. Um, Steve used to come up behind and them and shove the just door. Shove the door. That's what into I did. Them. I did that
0: every time. I would do that every time. And Further then I. are
1: proof that you and Steve are the same. I would person. do it every <laughs> time
0: and I would go, Oh my god, excuse me. Like I didn't see them there. Through my giant glass clear front door. But I was like, hey, you know what? If that person's going to have so little consideration for me, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have the same amount of consideration for them. People,
1: uh, this can't turn into uh, just complaining about people and things. It can, though.
0: It can, though. But
1: just yesterday... I was trying to get out of the Damon Brown Line station, and there was just one door open. And someone's standing in front of Someone me. Someone was standing in it talking to them, and I thought, well, they can see they The other they person could see will me. move. They could both right. see me. absolutely. And I thought, she'll move when I get closer. Yeah. nope. Nope, I was like two inches from her, and then she paused for way too long and said, oh, I'm sorry. It's like, you saw me we made eye contact. Also, fuck you. I just, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it, I don't I don't don't get it get either. People. Okay. I don't get um, it either. <laughs> do, you got, do you have more notes here before sad. this
0: gets um, worse? No, I wrote, I just wrote topic ideas and then interviews and I wrote Danielle. And then I wrote, how much time do we take off after the finale? We obviously need to take lots of time off because we have mental problems. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, this came up. The other day, because I noticed no that um, I felt like I made more of an effort to do some things I wanted to do after we talked about work life shit. And then um, when I did the episode where I said I was constantly worried about offending other people, I feel like I've gotten better about it. Like it lifted something.
0: I mean, it's we the little text exchange that we had yesterday about whether or not my Sunday from the freeze was work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And then you said that you felt like you worked on it after talking about it. It like the podcast does feel like therapy. Yeah. Because it's the same kind of setup. It's the same kind of like you go. I mean, neither of us are mental health professionals, maybe, but, we <laughs> I like to pretend. That, Is that yeah. the title? I think we just found the title. Yes, um, <laughs> done. <laughs> we got to call done. out the title. Every episode, we from now on. Well, it's because we we're
1: trying to do our we homework to call out the title. during the episode. Should I write it
0: down while I'm talking? Neither of us are mental health. professionals. We're gonna
1: get this down to like never having to re-listen to an episode. Well, so um,
0: I was also. <laughs> I was also, that's what I was thinking about with writing down these schedule things of being like, if we can reframe season three in a way that like <gasps> allows us to have less, less homework work. Yeah. Right. Um, we make the guests do the work. <laughs> we make the guests write the description of the episode. Here you go.
1: Take um, notes.
0: Or you, I mean, Steve watches Rick and Morty. But yeah. You, so, all the Rick and Morty descriptions, have you ever read the uh-uh. episode descriptions? No, cuz
1: he has to illegally download it, so that doesn't come with a description. Oh, got it. So, <laughs> on
0: Amazon, they it's, you know, it's the full episode thing and then it has the little episode description, but each description is clearly not like there's not there's really nothing about the episode in the description. It's just like here's another one where Rick and Morty get you know get into trouble bro. Like it's, just, it's oh, literally I love it. just like it's one sentence. Yeah. It's very nondescript. I like It's it. generally it's super general. So I was like maybe all of our descriptions should just be like here's another episode where Michelle and Emily talk about a bunch of shit and get real grumpy. That's fine. <laughs> and then there was some business. <laughs> we yeah. About some I business. mean we can still use the quotes. Right. And we can still give it a title that is appropriate to the episode. Yeah. And we'll know generally what the episode is about. But yeah. We don't have to get too detailed about I it. Mean,
1: I mean, I've know know never people... enjoyed writing a description, which is evident by how much effort I put into <laughs> it. I don't care. And you want to know something? I always. I wondered <laughs> if you knew this or not. Uh-oh. Um, I, I assume that you edit the description. I do. I don't. Look at them after oh, you've done I it do, I do edit So you them. could do whatever you want <laughs> You could delete my whole Description and rewrite it and I would never Know because I don't look
0: That's good to know I just don't want to know <laughs> Well yeah who cares? I, I don't care We have other things that we have to do Yeah people
1: I never Reread it I don't know I think that there's I thought that might be good for you to know that You can do whatever you want <laughs> I like and that. I won't no, Notice
0: I feel like I Will also put the minimal amount of effort into some, t- i mean sometimes i don't really edit them at all sometimes i i zhuzh them up a little bit yeah
1: because i don't i don't have that uh ability
0: i also the the editor in me uh will alternate mm. how the episode description starts mm, sure so like i'll flip our names around oh sometimes. really like so it'll either you know sometimes it's michelle and emily and sometimes oh, it's I emily know and michelle fun and then sometimes they'll start with our name, mm-hmm. but then other times it'll be like, in this week's episode. Oh, okay. But then I try to not repeat. So, like, if episode 40 mm-hmm. says in this week's episode, I won't say in this week's episode on the next one. Okay. Because I'm crazy and I think that anybody gives a shit.
1: I feel like all the My Favorite Murders say, start with, like, in this week's episode. Yes.
0: Which... the They yeah. also have a person that writes
1: I know oh but they talked Recently about how they come up with their Titles oh yeah and they Do all discuss it like Stephen writes Things down and then as they they're talking And then he gives them options yeah. and then they decide
0: That's what we need
1: right We
0: also need to get big enough that Someone will pay for us to go on tour Because <laughs> I want eh. to go I want to go to Norway Yeah but um, It's not going to happen no one gives a shit about anything we're talking about.
1: No. It's
0: okay. Um, well, okay. We love For you the whole, eight like people who love our,
1: our podcast. New ideas thing. I really enjoy... Um, making fun of things so i was thinking that that could
0: be (laughs) isn't that what we're already doing (laughs) oh we did it a little bit but like to um oh like making fun of something specific though yeah like finding an article or or the thing that you just an email for and then being like here we go like a roast we roast something sure every week we roast Um, something well
1: things that um is that going to send us other small business i think
0: we're already down the dark path yeah
1: because i did slowly let go (laughs) of not criticizing renegade you've pulled you let go of it meaning you don't care about yeah i'm done yeah Yeah,
0: i don't care either um if we were the only ones criticizing them i might feel i might i think we're
1: probably the most vocal about it seeing as because we have
0: a podcast
1: Right. We could have chosen to be, like, more diplomatic about it.
0: But fuck that, because what does that get anybody? Right. like So that's, like, that can be our thing, right? Like, how does that help anyone? How does it help anyone? That's, I mean, if you start, I always think about a lot of things in my life. I think about, like, the way I run my business or the way I run Show of Hands or the way we do this podcast or the way I, like, interact with people in the world. I always think, like, okay, so if I'm someone that just, like, gets real quiet and doesn't say shit about how this is stupid or that's unfair. Like, yes, ultimately my little nitpicky things about like complaining about a craft show mm-hmm. is not going to change the world. It's not a big deal. It's stupid. Even at show of hands, like people were stressed out about something and I'd be like, calm down. It's a craft show. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. like let's get some perspective. The world is on fire right now. And most of the shit we worry about is real stupid. I just, I just, but every time you,
1: you say something that's a trigger to another thought, I like You should write
0: it down. Get, uh, uh, write it down. Here, write I it down. So no, it, don't forget. But it's not podcast related. But it should be. Um right. But what I think about is like, okay, so if we treat these tiny little insignificant things in our life with like Kind of like, oh, I, well, I don't really care. I don't need to speak up about that, or I shouldn't say it out loud, or I don't want to offend anyone. Mm-hmm. But like, they're offending you. Like they're like you're upsetting me. But then, what if we start to apply those kind of feelings to bigger shit? What if we all were like, oh yeah, you know what? People, trans people's rights. I'm I'm just gonna keep quiet about that. No, fuck that. Fuck you. Right. Fuck all of you. I'm not supposed to get mad about you violating someone's human rights for no reason because you have a stick up your butt about something. Like, no, what you say is stupid and here's why. Like, when you start to get into bigger topics, then you go, oh, wait, no, we shouldn't keep our mouth shut. We shouldn't. We, you shouldn't be quiet because who does that help? Who does it ha- – like? and for everybody to be like, oh, well, I don't like it when people get upset, or I don't like – it's so it- – like, what's the point? Like, let's not make everybody unhappy. Like, oh, I'm sorry, so you're allowed to be happy because you're not offended. But these people over here who don't have a voice just get to feel like shit? That's well, not fair. You have
1: to figure out, like, whether, um, whether this thing – just affected you, or if it, right, you know, like you're going to have a handful of people from Show of Hands that didn't have a good experience, right. absolutely, because of whatever reason, and because you can't make all you the people happy want, all the time. Like, yeah, you want to know about it, obviously, yes, but do you want them to take up a crusade on their podcast and try and take Show of Hands I, down? Well, here's, but here's the
0: thing. Let's use Renegade as an example. Uh-huh. I would assume that the structure I have set up with show of hands is one that a vendor's first step would be to talk to me. Sure. I would assume that. And if they choose not to talk to me and then go on a podcast and talk about how I run a terrible show or they had a horrible experience, I don't. I'm going to feel like, well, you know what? You didn't take the opportunity to get feedback from me or let me fix the problem. Well,
1: I never talked to Renegade about anything. Well, but so
0: I have. Okay. Renegade's not... This is not a mystery. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they don't think that they're wonderful, magical unicorns that are doing everything right unless they've literally never read a single vendor survey. Because I have, for years, not kept quiet. I've never been... I've never been one to be like, hi, yes, please. Yes, sir. This is great. Thank you so much. What a great experience. This is a great show. And then turn around and behind closed doors say renegades run poorly and they don't support their makers and I hate it. I've always been very clear directly at them to the point where I've even complained at a show to a renegade employee where I'm like, this is stupid. Why is this like this? I've, I've never been one that's like, I'm just going to sit here and let there be two DJs playing music simultaneously in the same room because that's fine. No, I'm going to march my ass up to the front door and say, hi, can someone tell one of the DJs to turn their music off because it's asinine that they're both playing in the same space. The shoppers are actually complaining to me and then they're like, there's nothing we can do about it. That's, they're allowed to play whatever they want. Okay, fuck you then. Hmm. Like, you don't care. So I went to Renegade. I said, this is a problem. It seems pretty obvious to me. No one even gave a shit enough about it to go stand in the room and be like, oh, I see what you're saying. But because no one else but me complained, it continued, and no one cares. And so then it feels like, okay, so shoppers had a bad experience, vendors had a bad experience, Neither of the DJs playing music could have their music heard and no one that ran the show gave a shit. So what, what got solved by that? Absolutely nothing. But maybe if 10 other people had said, um, hi, the music is weird. Why is this like this? Or if one person from Renegade had given a shit about the quality of their show, they would have already walked around and been like, if that happened to show of hands, I'd be like, why is this music like this? We have to fix this. I spent all day Saturday fixing the music at show of hands. It's not an integral part to the show, but it sure as fuck makes the show better if it's happening and good and sounds nice. Like, so guess what? I spent the whole day like walking around trying to figure out why the music was off upstairs. How do we get it back on? What's the issue? Why is this happening? How do we fix it? Let's go get a PA system. Do you have an extra iPod? And then we fixed it. So no one had to come and be like, the, why is there no music up? Like people were upset and I fucking fixed it. But it doesn't make sense to be like, like, there's one thing to be like, I'm just bitching and moaning and complaining. But then you say, if you can say to the person, well, did you ask them to change it? Did you suggest something different? Did you tell them that you had a problem? Or did you just go away and bitch about it? Well, my problem with
1: Renegade is that I don't understand why something that used to cost three hundred dollars now costs seven hundred dollars. Right. I there's nothing different. Nothing
0: has changed. Right. Nothing has changed. It's not like they've 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 actually done less marketing in the last five years than they did in the years previous. So it's not going towards marketing. It's not going towards vendor amenities. It's not going towards shopper amenities. It's not going towards improving the show or giving us more exposure or getting us better tables or different rentals or mm-hmm. more food options. It's not none of that's changed. It's actually gotten worse. It's actually gotten there's actually more vendors now, which means it's diluted and now you can't find people. Shoppers are exhausted by it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've never seen ads around the city for Renegade.
1: And I forgot to mention this. Um, After I'd gone back from Crafty Supermarket, every single place we went in Cincinnati had either a a postcard or a poster up for Crafty Supermarket. They like blanketed that city with their stuff, their promotional stuff. And
0: that's that's a show that has... a a tiny percentage of the resources that Renegade does. Right. That's the thing that There's makes one me person most who runs furious. It. it makes me so furious that the shows that are run by one person mm-hmm. are run better than a show that has infinite resources. They have salaried employees in multiple cities. They have everyone, the marketing at their fingertips. They could have ads in magazines, they could have ads on I the mean, train they, in I the bus. I think they do have
1: magazine ads, but only who if they reads have Martha magazines? Stewart
0: as a sponsor. Yeah. It's, a, it's just, it's like the minimal amount of effort. And it's also, there's something to be said for just like feigning effort. Like, there's something to be said for just the appearance of giving a shit. Like, you don't have to do major things like show of hands is a very small budget and I don't make a lot of money. I don't, I don't make hardly any money. The spring show doesn't make money. And, but there is, there are things that I spend money on that I could choose not to spend money on so that I could put more of it in my pocket. Mm -hmm. But then it's, it's tiny little things like doing those tote bags, like doing those tote bags every year costs me $500 just in materials. And then I print them and I'm not, I don't sell any of them. I probably sell five of them Mm -hmm. at a show and make 40 bucks. (laughs) Are they on your website? Not yet, but like stuff like that. Yes. From a business standpoint is a waste of money and completely stupid, but from a, I give a shit about everyone and I want it to be fun and creative and energized and i want people to feel like i'm on their side yeah i like doing this because i do then why wouldn't i do it it takes me like two days to print them i'm i know how to do that Mm -hmm. i'm lucky that i am a graphic designer that can design a tote bag every time there aren't there are other shows that aren't run by a graphic designer Mm -hmm. and yeah our cta ads look great because i designed them I saw one on the blue line. Yes. The um, blue line's going to get more. I'm going to have blue line platform ads at the hall. I mean, show. I saw it recently, like, Oh, really way after. Yeah. yeah well, they don't whenever t- I went, I'm um, to them down. <laughs> yeah. They are they're I'm supposed like, yeah. to be an end date. Like you're, sp- you can set an end date, which I always do because I'm like, I don't want it just to be sitting there for m- like a month after, but they never take them down. They always get, they always forget where they're put. They don't, they yeah. don't keep track of what train cars they put them in. Right. So they end up just staying there until something else replaces them. Um which is fine cuz that still means somebody mm-hmm. will look at the website or learn about the show after the fact. So I guess it can't hurt. But I don't know. I just don't like it literally costs nothing to print postcards. Like I print 5000 postcards and it costs $150. And then you give them to your fucking vendors and they I distribute always them. I thought it was weird you. that there
1: aren't flyers for renegade yeah, that we could be handing ever. out Ever.
0: like there's nothing for you to hand out there's no like i don't know how anybody would know about show of hands unless i gave you guys tools to share it with people that's mm-hmm. that's literally the entire marketing of it is like okay so i have 80 to 100 people who even if you all gave out 50 postcards or 10 postcards Like that's a shit ton of advertising for Mm -hmm. you to go and you all do other shows. I don't understand why renegade three months out. Wouldn't want you guys like everyone that's in the show going to every show they're about to go in, which could be a hundred different shows and putting a stack of postcards on a table. That's like, come to renegade. It also makes people feel, makes shoppers feel like, why would I support this? Why do I care? You don't care. Why would I care? Like sh- people come to show of hands because they know it's thoughtful and we're, we care about the success of everyone. And they're like, yeah, I care about it too. I love, that makes me feel good. It makes me feel good to know that these vendors are treated well and for them to all be happy. And when the vent, when the shoppers come and they say, how's the show going? Or do you, how's, how do you feel? How's it going? Are you making money? And the vendors are like, this show's great. We love this show. That makes the shoppers feel great. Mm-hmm. It makes them spend more money. And I think, like, if you
1: – I don't know. We've all had bad experiences at shows. Yes. And had to decide whether or not it's worth right. saying something about it. Um right. Yeah, that's spend true. Spend some time, you know, figuring out whether this is just you or if it was everyone. Right. Because – the one event that I always think of, I decided not to say anything because I'm I'm pretty sure it was just me. Just you. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's also interesting to think about like as much as when someone does send me something or talk to me about like not having the best show, you know, like no one, I don't, no one wants to hear that. No one Mm -hmm. wants to hear that even one vendor didn't have the best show ever. Like, but guess what? 105 vendors are not going to come up to me after the show and say, I broke all my sales goals and this was the best show I've ever had. Thank you so much. That's not, Mm -hmm. that's never ever going to happen. No, ever. No, there's no
1: perfect. And I also
0: can't have like five people tell me that and assume that that's majority rule. Sure. Like I have to know that everyone had a good show Relative to what they think, because we've talked about that too, about like what is what a good show to you is not a good show to yeah, me, vice versa, whatever. Like people will have different gauges of what was a successful show. Are you gonna do a survey? I <laughs> was going to, but I've been so busy. <laughs> I've been so busy. I tried to at first. I was like, well, maybe I should just do one so quickly that's like literally like give me your feedback. Open space, you know mm. what I mean? Like, should I have it be not so specifically prompted? Like, because it takes me such a long time to go through and make like twenty-five questions that are like, "How was the lighting? What was the this? How was your sales? How would you, you know?" And then I was could. like, "Maybe I should just be like, like, did you have a good experience? Like, what was good about the show? What was bad about the show?" Done. Yeah. <laughs> Send it. <laughs> um. But I also know people are busy, and I don't want people to feel like. They've been given a homework assignment. Yeah, I never
1: really like writing those things. I would almost rather people be able to just like check boxes. But maybe I'm not the person whose feedback you need to hear. Well, yeah, I I get your feedback
0: all the time. But
1: like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like the person who does want to take the time to write Right, exactly, exactly.
0: And they're going to, you know, and I feel like, there have been a, there were a couple people who, I mean, there were people who sent me emails that were very positive, that were like, thank you so much for the opportunity to be in the show. And it was great. And then there were a couple people who sent things that were like, Hey, just, you know, like in the, with the idea of transparency, like, I want to be honest and say that this and this and this like, weren't so great. And maybe you should consider doing this. And several of them were things about the new space and the layout and the lighting and things like that. Things that we had never done before this show that were new that was like, we're going to try this out. And hopefully it's so I, I was actually like glad to have that feedback because otherwise I'm just guessing again next Mm -hmm. time I'm just going to go, well, this is how we did it last time. No one said anything. So I guess we'll do it that way again. Yeah. When a lot of the things are things that don't have anything to do with me. They're just circumstantial. And, and I need someone to tell me, I think, that was a weird location or I had not enough space or the walk, the traffic flow was weird in this area or the lighting wasn't great because that can be an easy solution. It's like put a booth over there or move the lighting six feet. Like those are easy I think I would problems just to solve. get some sort of survey out because yes. there's
1: definitely a bunch of people who had like a tiny little suggestion, but they're not going to send you an email exactly. about That's it. That's exactly right. And they're I also, waiting to be prompted to yes. just sneak
0: that little thing in there. And I want people to feel like they're not like the one asshole who's like, I didn't like this one thing. Right. Like I want them to realize, no one like, wants to be a complainer. Right. No one wants, and and people don't. And I also know that there are people, even though this is absolutely not true of me or of show of hands you've said before that like you didn't want you wouldn't want to complain too much to renegade because you don't want to not get in next right, time right right and I think people do feel like that I think people feel oh, like I
1: assume that with everything if yeah. they
0: complain if they say something to me that they feel is even remotely negative that I will blacklist them which is not true. I mean, I know yeah. that I'm a very opinionated, strong willed person, yeah. and I know that there are probably people who are a little frightened of getting on the wrong side of that. But like, my complaints about things are warranted. Like my my opinions yeah. on th- like there are vent there are people who have applied and people who've been in the show who who are blacklisted. I think people are worried about. Com- but they have real
1: issues getting them rejected from all kinds of this is again Life. I am still yes. like worried about things all the time but um we realized we hadn't been given our lease renewal yet. And, like, and what we, did I do to and i thought oh my god they finally gave me access to my maintenance portal finally Yeah. and i submitted too many maintenance requests and so, and so now, now, they're now they're not, they're gonna, not renew- gonna yeah, 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 yeah i yeah, thought yeah. that but we did get it
0: well so that's, i mean but that's And that's valid. I think that's valid. (laughs) I don't want, and, but that's the thing is like, I want, I want the show, you know, into perpetuity to be a place where everybody gets that we're all on the same team. That it's not them against me. It's not me like lording over everyone or me being like, your fate is in my hands. Like, the success of the show is dependent on the success of the vendors and it would be really close-minded of me to not have the vendors concerns be my first priority. Like as much as yes, I'm going to veto shit. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm also not going, if 12 people are all like, yeah, the, and like most of the things people say to me, I know already like, like, for someone to say the lighting wasn't that great upstairs, duh. Like, get it. Like I like of course it wasn't. We're we're gonna work on it and every show has some improvement to it. But then there's a lot of things that are just the way it is. Like mm-hmm. you can't have everything the way you want it, like we can't have auditorium gymnasium lighting in a beautiful loft space on the north side of Ravenswood next to the train tracks. Yeah, you know, those things that is the one
1: benefit of being in a space exactly. like that is that the, the lighting's always like is fucking fantastic. As well. Yeah.
0: But then if I move you all to a gym, which I would do in a heartbeat if it made sense because a gym to rent costs $500 instead of $16,000. So it's like all we have
1: here for yeah, alternative it's either, spaces It's either or a gyms. gorgeous wedding location yeah.
0: that has no Wi-Fi and bad lighting or it's a gymnasium. So pick one. And I would assume that everyone in show of hands would choose dark lighting and I'm going to get some clip-on lights for my own table. Oh, I don't know. Over a gymnasium. You think I bet some people, some people would pick yeah. a
1: gymnasium? Yeah. What um, I think about that's funny is that Porter is actually at the fairgrounds yeah so it's in like one of those building you know, just yeah. like big open fluorescent light fairgrounds buildings, yeah, but because of um, the quality of booths that people set up in there, like people are building like real walls and shit, yeah, and how good it looks, like you don't, you notice, don't notice that it's in a shitty fairgrounds building. It looks nice. We don't
0: even have, like, a shitty fair around. No, building. we don't. We just, we have gyms. That's all we have here. Field houses. So, yeah, I mean, it's, whatever. There's, there's always going to be things that, like, a group of people are going to be like, oh, if, like, obviously, we all want everything we want. Obviously, we all want amazing lighting and to be right next to the bathroom and to have extra space and to have an electrical outlet everywhere <laughs> yeah. we need one. But, like, that's just not reality um there was one person that sent me an email that was literally like you shouldn't put vendors on the second floor and all I, it took everything in me to not write back well then you need to write me a check for ten thousand dollars yeah because that's how much money i would need to pay for that space and only have 60 vendors be a part of it because like that like to lose the be- the booth fee for 40 people and then none of my other costs go down. Not yeah. not a single other thing will go down in cost. I literally just lost ten grand by not putting people upstairs. I don't get it because like no one's gonna come to the event and
1: not go upstairs. I think that it's a, it's all psychology. It's all it's not like, vend, like vendors. the Pulaski Field House where you literally can't find the stairs but to see, go here's up. Here's the
0: thing, a vendor. This is what I know. <laughs> And it's not meant to offend anyone. It's not meant to belittle anyone's concerns for not having a great show, but any vendor at any show, and I've done this exact same thing. You, if you don't have a great show, Mm -hmm. you will meet, you will not immediately go to you. You will not think of, did I interact with customers the right way? Did was my display engaging? Did I greet people? Did I have conversations with shoppers? Did I look bored while I st- sat here for two days? Did I, was I eating food the whole time? Like <laughs> You will not go to the things that you <laughs> did. You will immediately go, well, it's really like the lighting's bad here, or I'm in a bad location, or I bet no one's coming upstairs, or I'm too close to the bathroom, or I'm not close enough to the bathroom, Or I'm too close to a window. I'm not close enough to a window. There's too Mm -hmm. much sunlight. There's not enough sunlight. Like you will literally make up whatever you can. And some of those things will be valid and some of them will not. Because if the vendor literally next to you tells me, and this is an example that's from real (laughs) life. If the vendor next to you comes up to me emotional at the end of Sunday And hugs me. A person that's never hugged me before. It wasn't me. And it wasn't Michelle. And tells me that they just had the best show of hands they've ever had. And it's a spring show. Yeah. That's crazy. And then you, the person next, directly next to them, write me a lengthy email about how the location of your booth dramatically affected your sales. Are we sure this person doesn't listen to the podcast? I, I actually don't. I'm not worried if they do. Oh, okay. But that, because that's an example that happens all the time. It's not that's that's something that happens often when well. something like someone will tell me that like X is the reason why they had a not so great show, but then the person next to them will literally tell me that X is the reason why they had a, the best show. It's so, funny. So, how do I get rid of X? Do I get rid of X or do I keep X?
1: Two of my best show of hands, I had sort of not ideal lighting. Yeah. Um, and they were both on this side. Like yeah. when I was upstairs. Yeah, the 2016
0: holiday. Um,
1: which I thought the lighting was fine, but I heard constantly it's dark yes. because I wasn't facing the windows. And
0: that one was that also, was my
1: very best show. That
0: one was also dark to people because the other side of the was space crazy was, was basked in right.
1: fluorescent lights. And I know people in that room also said that there was no one in there. And it's like it just looks it just like, looks like it that just looks because like we
0: don't Cram 40 extra vendors into our show the way that yeah. other shows do. And
1: then this last one, I was actually, like, in between lights. I didn't have one directly above me. Yeah. And my lights I brought were, like, casting really harsh shadows. So it made things look weird. <laughs> but it was my best, like, significantly best spring show. Right. So maybe it doesn't matter.
0: It's just, it's, it's a really hard thing to, like consider everyone's input and not have it all cancel itself out yeah i mean that's what happens (laughs) every time like i will have just as many people tell me positive things about the same scenarios and it's it's so it's so dependent on so many factors it's dependent on what you are selling. It's dependent on your booth display. It's dependent on the lighting. It's dependent on what room you're in. It's dependent on which kinds of shoppers came on which days. It depends on if you were at your booth the whole time. Did you have an employee at some points? It depends on your prices. It depends on the weather. It depends on the marketing. I mean, it's, it's impossible to make everyone happy. Impossible. And that's true of everything, like not just (laughs) running a craft show. Yeah.
1: And I feel like there's something that works for one person that, you know, doesn't matter to another. Like I discovered recently that I think I need to only do a show if I'm launching a new collection. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Are we really over on time?
0: We're pretty long. I've but
1: been meaning to look at it. It's a, it's an hour and a half. Oh shit.
0: <laughs> but if you your like, like if you
1: have I keep thinking like obviously Mark and Steven do a million events right. because and they wouldn't do them if they weren't just yeah. selling candles yeah. like crazy. And they don't need to come up with a new scent.
0: They yeah. can just Yeah, they can or they don't have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and they'll do. They can bring a different selection. Yes, they'll do it, and that's very. That's a very smart model for what they do. Actually, right. I've thought about that a lot because when they came to the last the buzz event that was at Norman Lee and Metal mm-hmm. Magic's studio down in Bridgeport, and they just brought five cents, and I thought, oh, I mean, I obviously couldn't do that dramatic of mm-hmm. a cut, but I certainly could like feature you know, be like, you know what, for this show, I'm going to feature prints and I'll have a little selection of cards, but like change it up, like change up what my booth display looks like. It doesn't have to be the same setup every time and it doesn't have to be all my products Yeah, because then you're kind of
1: bring all. And if you start to
0: do that as a routine, then people get the sense that like, oh, if I came and saw them at this event, I could still come and see them at this other one as well because it'll be different mm-hmm. like even if it's the same some of the same products it kind of just like changes things up enough yeah they're different that you're ne- they're different ways to you right know, like keep people interested. to think about it from the customer's perspective a little yeah. more instead of just being like Okay, this is my boot display and that is easy and whatever. You're writing down more things.
1: <laughs> we have to do the psychology of customers. Oh and yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah.
0: And why their brains are broken.
1: <laughs> no, it'll be a positive episode. <laughs> it's it'll be perfect for me getting tips from the internet and making fun of them. Oh, for sure. I'm gonna write the psychology of shopping. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, consumer psych. Oh, my God. Terrible. I think I might have taken a class on that.
0: (laughs) Did you get an A? I don't know. (laughs) College was a long time ago. Oh, don't talk about that. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, whenever I get, like, annual report thing or, like, whatever the, the magazine that my college puts out. And then it has stuff, like, features students that are currently... Enrolled like you know, like so and so went to India and did this like fundraising, oh, whatever. And then it's like it'll everybody's name is always their name and then their class is after it. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like, you know, John Smith, class of seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> um but then I just like I see shit in there and now because you know, potentially people who are freshmen um are right now class of twenty twenty one. Sure. So they'll have 21 after their name. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh my God, zero zeros after my name. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, like, there are literally people in college right now who are going to graduate college 21 years after I graduated college. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like doing things. They're like adults that have <gasps> jobs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, that's weird. That's creepy. And now my, now my number is getting way closer to the one. Because then, then it'll have, if you're an alumni, it'll say A and then the year. And if you're, or no, it won't say A, it'll just say the number. If you're a parent, it'll say P and then the year. Um, Why? What's with the parent? Well, so if you went to Kenyon and then your kid went to Kenyon. So you're not an A anymore, you're a P? You, it'll, say, it'll have you listed together. And then have them be P in their and their year. Why can't they
1: both be A's?
0: Well, no, there is no A. I made that. That was wrong. Oh, they'll it'll just denote that like that they're extra special and they're a parent. like they're a parent of a Kenyan student as well. Oh, which is creepy. But now what I'm is? getting closer to the age of the parent people than I am the <laughs> than <laughs> the people who are in college. <laughs> oh, for <laughs> sure. Um. Um.
1: So the description for this episode is. <laughs> in tangents.
0: We talked way too much. We I don't want to listen to it. That's no, for sure. We can't help ourselves. And we talked about renegade. I'm going to try the, the Rick and
1: Morty formula. Yeah, we should just do the Rick and Morty formula. Yeah.
0: We should just write, like, you know what we're going to talk well, let's about. Let's make
1: up quotes that we didn't say. Okay.
0: <laughs> 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 and then it'll frustrate people because they'll be, like, waiting yeah. the whole time. Yeah. And they'll be like, you never said that. <laughs> um, like can everyone tell can everyone be really honest and tell us if you are so fucking tired of us talking about craft shows like for real i worry about how often we talk
1: about craft I shows fe-
0: i feel like i think
1: people thought we we're gonna talk about etsy wholesale
0: i feel like we didn't do we it talk, i feel like i never stopped talking about fucking show of hands
1: let's get one of those buzzers where every time you start talking <gasps> about craft drink? shows I hit the buzzer Everybody
0: do, or, or we'll tell listeners to do a drinking game where like you have to do a shot every time Emily says show of hands sure and then you'll all be fucking blitzed at the end yeah 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 I, like, wait For, let's make the
1: next episode a drinking episode
0: okay let's make the next episode and we, and we can't talk about craft shows okay and we'll literally have, I want to talk about things that
1: I love and things that I hate things that you love like
0: in general or do you going to get specific, like a category? Like, like handmade things. Oh, got it. Yeah. Ooh, we could do like a whole like shout out. Like a shout episode. out. Drinking shout outs. Okay, so let's make ourselves like some somewhat homework assignments for the next
1: I one. just feel like I've been using a lot of really great things and that I know the people that out. made it and I'm like, I need to tell people about Okay, it. so for
0: the next episode let, yeah. we should both make a list of like 10 things okay. that we've been like real into that are all handmade yeah. local people or that just we, handmade that we either bought from an independent person or bought at a show or bought from a store, a mm-hmm. local store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm down with that. Cool. Um, But yeah, seriously, I know Mark will Mark. Tell us if we talk about craft shows too much.
1: For reals. And, like, we don't even, like, do a ton of craft shows or anything. What I know. Are we we, talking? We're, we're such talking assholes. About we're like, shit. we know all
0: but Let's tell everybody how good a craft show this is and how shitty a craft show
1: this is. Like,
0: we, we don't all know. think
1: she's doing so many, and she did, like, three. And she three. did three last
0: year. Emily oh. never does craft <laughs> shows, but sure as fuck thinks she knows all about them. This is what everyone else is saying about us. <laughs> Oh well. (laughs) At least we're self aware. Yeah. (laughs) That's something. We have that going for us. We have talked so long. We need to turn it off. Should we just end it abruptly? Yeah.